This episode of Doing It For The Kids is supported by Nutmeg. Because finding your way in life isn't getting any easier or cheaper. To gift your children a financial head start, why not consider a junior ISA? And with a Nutmeg Stocks and Shares Junior ISA, you can follow your investments via their easy-to-use mobile app. And there's no hidden fees or charges to catch you out. Take your children on the investment journey with you, and there's a good chance they'll make wiser decisions later. What's more, you can choose one of Nutmeg's socially responsible portfolios for an investment pot you'll be proud to hand over to the next generation. That's going to make everyone feel good. Open a junior ISA today at nutmeg.com. Captain at risk, Joyce of all supply. I've got like fancy kettle chips. This feels like ASMR shit, you know? You're getting into the ASMR, aren't you? <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, you didn't know what it was. I mean, who needs a sponsor for this podcast? We could just put you on YouTube and bankroll it that Make way. Make our millions. Someone somewhere is loving that. Kettle chips. Can you hear the saliva in my mouth? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'll pay you more not to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to pick it out of my teeth now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hello. You're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie, and this is Steve. Hello! Yes, each week we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community, do our best to answer it. Uh, but of course, we start each episode by looking back at last week's episode and taking your comments on it. Last week's episode was... It was our advice on anybody thinking of going full-time freelance, making the leap into being totally self-employed. Charles comments got in touch. Hey, Charles. Absolutely agree with Steve. I'm not just reading it because he said that, by the way. <laughs> I am. I rushed into buying business cards at the start. I'm yet to take on a client that got my info from one of them. There are far better things you can put your energy into that will help you get clients like your social media profile and presence. I also try to put some time aside to learn whether it's your craft or how to run a business. You'll learn a lot from making mistakes, of course, but every now and again, it's good to learn something before you get it wrong. It's <laughs> good, good advice. I like that. It is good advice. Yeah. And Alison Thomas Newton says, loved this episode, mainly because of your wet bum cheeks. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sounds so rude out of context. Like, if you hadn't listened to the episode, it's just like, What? tell you what though you would now go back and listen to it yeah true she says we've all been there what on your bum cheeks (laughs) what the hell is this (laughs) do apologize (laughs) award-winning right How are you then? Anything happened in your week? Well, I saw you on Saturday, which was nice. We did, yeah. Outside, you know, at least a metre apart. But there must have been something else that happened in your week. Yeah, so my son's doing this thing where, I don't know, he's basically up becoming a teenager, but he started doing this thing where he like shortens words. Literally anything, like toilet will be toy. It doesn't have to make sense. He just like takes a word and then just says essentially the first syllable of it wow one of our big snacks of choice in this house is jacob's crackers with marmite on them which over time have become marmite crackers then just crackers and are now crack (laughs) 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 so he literally now says to me mama can i have some crack (laughs) out in public and i 
Well, no, no, no. Thank, <laughs> thankfully not. Just in the flat. I mean, we haven't been out in public, let's be honest, since March. But imagine the stories. When, you know, like when you have to at school write about what you did at the weekend. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, and then me and mummy had some crack to wake her up. Yeah, it's not a good look, is it? But it, like, I've I've given up. Well, I've given up on most parenting, to be honest. But I've given up on like correcting him. So he literally now just says, "Mum, can I have some crack?" And I'm like, "Sure." You have got over to, to the cupboard. You can't let that Yeah, you're right. Okay, here's some anonymous detective names from the fantasy name generator. Okay. Cat West. Sounds too much like a bank, doesn't it? <laughs> Karen Armstrong. Gwen Newton. Ziva Tanner. Ooh. Stella King. Oh, come on. Aria Harris. No, Stella King. Okay, this week's question comes from Detective Stella King. I'm so sick of my husband. <clears throat> By the way, I feel like this <laughs> this question should come with a warning. Um, right. So if you want to grab a cushion for you to punch. Large glass of wine. Find an undecorated wall that you can pummel your head into. <laughs> I'm so sick of my husband's negativity about my business. I started it seven years ago with a view to running it when children came along. And since then... I've been able to pick it up and put it down around my son and various life events. I've always felt the need to hold on to my part-time supermarket job so I feel like I'm doing my bit, but have been increasingly resenting the fact that my business takes a backseat to everything else. How am I supposed to make the same or more money if I'm not given the opportunity to work on it? His view is if I'm spending any time on it, it should equate to money coming in. And it doesn't matter how many times I try to explain to him that I need to put the hours in before I reap the rewards. He makes comments like, I don't want you to get your hopes up. Obviously not with comments like that. He doesn't understand it and he never will. But can anyone advise on things I could do to get him more on board before I start looking for a new husband? Yours... Detective Stella King. Okay. Um... So I feel like there are two options here. One is get a new husband. The other is have an affair. <laughs> Bit harsh. Have we contacted our legal team about whether this, this whole episode can ever be used in court? I feel like we don't really need to unpack why Stella is pissed off. <laughs> I feel like everyone in the room's oh going, God. yeah. So I feel like maybe this should more be about like practical advice. She wants ideas of how to turn this around. You know how in the past we've had episodes where we've talked about some people not understanding what it is that we do mm -hmm. and this world that we live in? Mm -hmm. Maybe part of this is this, that. Maybe he can't envision what your vision is. Maybe he can't see, because he doesn't live in the world that we live in, the success that people can make of their jobs online to live a flexible, fulfilling and financially rewarding life. Maybe he just can't see it. Clearly he can't see it. So maybe you have to show him it. 
Mm. Maybe you need to sort of literally sit him down and say, look, look at these people. Look at what they've done. There are literally thousands of us that are proof that we can do this and make money and be successful. Do all of those things as well as fulfil our other responsibilities as parents and as cleaning fairies and as whatever else. Yeah. Is part of it he can't imagine people being able to build a successful business online working from Mm. home by themselves? In which case, I'm sure there are examples of books Mm. which I can't think of right now, but maybe people will suggest them, that you could give him if he's a reader. My creative side business is literally a series of like case studies of people that have turned their creative hobbies and passions into successful businesses. So maybe you have to show him. Get on Amazon, buy some of them. <laughs> and may- maybe there's extreme examples of that. You know, people like Sarah Tasker, for example, from Me and mm-hmm. Orla. Mm-hmm. People who are absolutely raking it in while mm-hmm. seemingly having a wonderful life, right? Now... We don't all need to be that level, but that just goes to show what is possible. So if that's possible, why can you not earn more than you could at a supermarket? Mm. I've got nothing against supermarkets. Let me just say, that is just the example which is being given here. Yeah, it could be any day job, right? Maybe you just literally need to open his eyes and his ears to what is possible. Because honestly, in some people's worlds, this this doesn't exist. No. Some people just do not see that world in the way that we see it. And I think maybe we need to open this guy's eyes. I mean, hats off to us. We're being bloody generous to this chap. <laughs> we could be saving his marriage and he doesn't even know it. I get the impression your husband comes from potentially a corporate world or a more traditional workplace. Let's put it that way. Forgive me when I then also suggest that maybe he would understand more like traditionally manly things such as spreadsheets or Gantt charts or like, you know, if you were to present to him what your plan is for your business in like a really almost corporate way, this is my plan for the next year. These are the things I want to achieve. This is how I'm going to do that. These are the hours I'm going to work. This is how much money I'm going to make. These are my projections for the first fucking quarter. (laughs) Would he benefit from that kind of information being presented in like a, a language that he understands essentially? I'm assuming he understands. I know nothing about this person. Yeah, so you've shown him that it's possible. Now actually show him the financial side. Because it's clear that the financial... And fair enough, to a certain extent, family finances have to be met. Absolutely. So he obviously has a thing, well, if you're going to be working on this, then it needs to be bringing in money. But maybe, yeah, maybe you need to show him that as well. And show him that, I know, runway or lead up or whatever it is. And maybe like taking it back to basics and explaining the building blocks of building a business and running a business, as patronising as that sounds, is something he needs to hear. Because so much, I mean, I don't know what the stats are, but like, I'm going to say 60% of the work you do as a business owner is not directly paid for by a product or a client. Like, so much of the work that you do is admin, finances, marketing. Making up statistics. There is so much work that goes into the paid job. And if he doesn't grasp that, then of course he's going to be frustrated when you're seemingly spending loads of time away from the family, away from him, whatever he has an issue with, and not being able to invoice for that time at the end of every fucking day. He needs to get real and you need to help him to understand what the reality is. Sometimes the visions of our own businesses are in our heads. It's no bad thing to have to write them down so that you can help somebody else see it. It's such a good point. Communication is key. Again, as in every episode about partners, talk to each other all the time. 
But yeah, like your entire business and your hopes and dreams and your plans and your aspirations and how much money you think you can earn, they are all in your head and he cannot read your mind. He might think that you're not serious about it and you're being unrealistic about what you can achieve or whatever. But he doesn't see any of the work that you're doing, likely at 11pm, brushing your teeth every night, thinking about this shit. He doesn't hear any of that stuff. He doesn't have the internal constant narrative that you get when you run your own business. So like, yeah, tell tell him. And on that spreadsheet of reality, it can ultimately point out the fact that X amount of pounds in your own business is going to be worth more amount of pounds working at the supermarket. Yes. All tallies up with the childcare that would be needed to do that job and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He, it sounds like he obviously needs to know that you as a family are going to be okay. And that you've thought about that, which you obviously have. But <laughs> <laughs> as I say, I know it's frustrating, but... And you know what? Maybe in doing all of that, in showing him the possibilities, in explaining your plan, he will start to understand and to see the passion that you have for it and the fact that it makes you happy. Mm. Now, I'd like to think that that counts for something. And maybe, you know, the fact that he says, you know, he doesn't want to get your hopes up. He doesn't want you to get hurt if something goes wrong. If we give him the benefit of the doubt here, maybe he's trying to protect you. Mm. Let that passion rub off on him. And who knows, maybe he'll not just start to come round to it, but actually be actively giving a shit about what you're doing. I feel like that's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're not there yet. Yeah, you're right, though. I'd like to think that if you were given the opportunity to talk passionately about what your plans are, that that would be infectious and he'd, like, pick up on that. I mean, he's your husband. He should want you to be happy and to, like, get excited about your life. But then I also, again, giving him the benefit of the doubt, I also wonder if maybe he hates his job. We don't know, but maybe there's some resentment from his side in terms of like, yeah, she wants to do this thing for herself. What about me? I'm the one slogging away in my corporate job day. And I I don't know. So many words I'm putting in your mouth. But like, that could be a scenario. It's a scenario I see lots of other people in. Maybe that comes from a place where like, he's frustrated in what he's doing and he wants to be happy too and doesn't see a way out of that either. Maybe you need to show him the benefits that he will get out of it. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, now we're talking. Part of that is bringing finances into the family, mm-hmm. right? Which is what he wants. But maybe it's a bit of a juggle even doing the part-time job at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it will ease pressures in certain ways or maybe the flexibility that you would have in your life will mean you get to do this, which would make him happy in... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. There's... The... Only you know the puzzle of your situation. But yeah, that shift might open up things for him that he doesn't currently have. The change in what you do and how you work might change the dynamics of your relationship, might change the dynamics of you as a family, might mean you earn more money for less time if you're given the time to build it. (sighs) I hope he understands this. Every business like that I talk to there's this snowballing effect there's this momentum Mm. that builds Mm. so every time that you have taken time out of it it will slow it down yeah 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 as your kids get to a certain age and you can put more effort into it and more time into it then that snowball will it it just happens Mm. you know if the business is meant to be if it's a good idea and you're good at what you do then it will happen and you can't do that if you're not given the bloody chance to do it. So this is where I do my patriarchy <laughs> speech, right? 
because this does stink of the patriarchy. Like everything about this situation is gross. I can smell. I can smell it from here. Woo! We can recognise how he might be feeling. Things that are coming out of his life, the dynamics of the family, the dynamics of the relationship, all the rest of it. But ultimately, this scenario is about power and control. As much as nobody wants to admit that Stella is asking for permission, that is essentially what is happening here. And that's fucking shit. That's a horrible feeling. And that's not the way the dynamics of modern relationships should be. This is not unique to Stella's situation. So many people are in this like power dynamics. It's not just this individual husband. It's the entire fucking system of men getting promoted despite having children and all the rest of it. And women expecting to pick up. I don't need to tell you people this. You are living this stuff. But this question stinks of all that stuff. And that is so far outside of Stella's control, which is why she's pissed off about it and is frustrated about it. And yes, there are things she can do, some of which we've already discussed. But ultimately, really, I feel like the best thing that Stella can do is essentially to stick two fingers up to the situation and get the fuck on with it anyway. And that's going to be really hard in that if she's just going to continue to build her business without his support, that's going to mean she has to do it out of his eyeline essentially so that means late nights early mornings fitting it in wherever possible around her children around her existing job around all her other responsibilities and I'm not saying that's a good idea because that's inevitably going to lead to burnout and is really fucking hard but I feel like the only way she is going to get through to this individual is literally doing the job herself and going look I fucking did it mate here's the money I made this year here's my resignation to the supermarket because I've earned enough money to feel that I'm sustainable in my business now no thanks to fucking you (laughs) it sounds extreme but like given what she said I feel like the only way it's going to get through is if she literally shows him and I don't mean like we talked about examples and we talked about books and we talk about all the rest of it but literally show him do it do it for yourself and how much more satisfying will that feel like when you get to your business to the point where it's cool but then obviously as I say, like, you risk massive burnout and there's only so many hours in the day. And it may take longer than if he gave you his fucking support, which he should be doing. But, oh my God, the victory would be sweet, no? <laughs> it's quite an extreme pep talk there, I'm really sorry. Because it is possible and you will be a success. I believe in you, Stella. The entire Doing the Kids community who are already doing it, believe in you, you can do it. I'm looking forward to the comments. If, if maybe mm. this has happened to you, found a way out of it. Yes, tell me you did. Please do get in touch. It can be anonymous. We can take anonymous comments. You can always DM Frankie and let her know that way. Yeah. But if you want to leave your comment with your beautiful face all over it, you can do that in the group, of course, uh, the Doing It For The Kids community. This is episode 47. And of course, we always appreciate your questions. Again, can be anonymous. Get in touch, doingitforthekids.net. And so much of Steve's amazing advice in this podcast is drawing upon 200 and something interviews with other freelancers in his other podcast, Being Freelance. Yeah, please come listen. Uh, we're nearly at the end of season. Oh, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Ross Simmons is this week. He's from Canada. There we go. That's the uh, end of another award-winning podcast. <laughs> so awkward, isn't it? I don't really... I've never won an award before, though. I've never won an award before in my life, no. Quite chuffed with that. Quite chuffed with that. I'm fucking over the moon, mate. <laughs> I mean, I'm still in shock. This is Monday. We found out we won bronze for best business podcast at the British Podcast Awards on Saturday. Thank you so much to everybody's comments. Oh my god, thank you. yeah, the tears. 
many tears in the past four years. Happy tears. The great thing about bronze is, of course, when you wake up in the morning and you haven't put on your glasses, that could be gold. 